You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a moment that lasts a lifetime. Go to the Vivid Seats app and enter code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jsternacouch.com, and I I have to apologize to y'all. I, I fully intended to get stuff out yesterday, but I got called away to perform my auntly duties and look after my niece on the occasion of my brother and sister-in-law's anniversary, which, happy anniversary to them, the late, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, um, my niece Jackie was not in the best of moods, let's say that. She was very fussy and cranky and just wasn't having any of it. So I'm sorry. I'll do my best to make it up starting right now. I'm going to try and get at least two out today and then we'll see what happens on the weekend. Worst case, we're all caught up by Sunday. So again, apologies. I'm sorry, but it was an off day yesterday. So I mean, it's not like there was stuff to comment on, although, you know, only three days left until the end of the season. So we're going to kind of use this episode to kind of look ahead at a couple of players that I think uh, fans have some strong opinions on their Blue Jays' future. We are going to talk about the Monday Night Hero in the second half of the podcast, but I want to start um, with one of the longest tenured Blue Jays, and I know that's not saying much nowadays, but uh, it was it was kind of a popular topic on on Twitter when I sent that out. And so I want to talk about Justin Smoke. And I think the opinion on Smoke has become a little bit divided as of late, but... On Wednesday, I threw out that given the dearth of options in the first base free agent market and the fact that Rowdy Telez still looks like he needs to learn a couple of things before he's ready to fully take over as the Blue Jays everyday first baseman, I threw out that I thought Justin Smoke would be worthy of a one-year extension for the Blue Jays, just essentially to serve in that kind of Russell Martin role as a guy who, you know, can give you some power off the bench, isn't going to hit for average, but he can play defensively and just essentially be a mentor to Rowdy, kind of like he is right now. I'm not sure how on board with that Justin Smoke would be. There was a a piece released in The Athletic earlier today where um, John Lott asked Smoke if he thought he was gone. And 
Uh, Smoke was pretty honest about it. He said, flip a coin. I kind of feel like the writing's on the wall, but at the same time, I don't know. And, you know, it feels like he does want to stay here. And I think if Justin Smoke was to stay here in Toronto, that desire would play a big part in it. Because when I brought that up, one of the pushbacks I did get on that was money. And people seem to think that Justin Smoke would be commanding like $8 million, $9 million on the open market. And I can tell you he's not... He's not going to get that. He's making $8 million this year. That was his option. But you're not paying $8 million for a 204 average. So I think if the Blue Jays actually do want to bring Justin Smoke back, he might be more amenable to a $4 million, $5 million deal, which would be right in line with his worth. He's put up a war of 0.5, which is primarily on his defense and the 22 home runs so far so that's right in line with his worth and I think given his attachment to Toronto because he said in the past like he's how grateful he is for what the Blue Jays have done for him and and kind of rescuing him from this uh first round draft bus purgatory that he was went in when he was in Texas and in Seattle and you have to think he would be willing to do the hometown discount, unlike other famous Blue Jays of the past. So now uh, another pushback that you get to this notion is that, again, you're blocking playing time for Rowdy Telez. And yeah, if you're playing Rowdy at first base, then it is going to be harder to find a spot for Justin Smoke than other people because Justin Smoke plays first or he DHs. That's what he can do. However, given the lack of, you know, really elite options for the Blue Jays, like, if they're using the DH next year, it's it's primarily to give off days, but wouldn't you rather see Lourdes Gurriel out in left field? Wouldn't you rather see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. out at third base as opposed to taking up that DH slot? I mean, you can rotate through, obviously. I'm not advocating signing Justin Smoke as an everyday player for the Blue Jays. I'm advocating signing him as that bench bat, as that guy, you know, almost in that kind of Matt Stairs role. Um, A guy who can come off the bench and pinch hit. A guy who can play great defense at first base. A guy who's just a solid clubhouse presence because as i said there's a there's a wise philosopher who said you got to have veterans in the clubhouse and if the blue jays aren't doing that i don't know what they're doing they shipped that philosopher out of town but i still think there's enough there that can make a one-year extension at that four million five million dollar range worthwhile for both parties so th- that's that's something I I just looked at and thought it it does make a lot of sense. I can see why either side wouldn't think it would make sense. I I just think that's a better outcome for both parties, especially for a guy like Smoke as well respected as he is and as calm a presence as he is. Just I I think that would be beneficial to have him around. As that veteran president, unless you're going to sign Nick Markakis, which I have advocated for. I, I would like to have both. 
honestly. Just have Marcakis out in the outfield. You can put Grichuk in center field. He's he's not bad there. And just, just roll with that. I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, we will talk about another name that's mentioned for the Blue Jays outfield next season uh, coming up. But uh, just a reminder that additional... Uh, advertising for this program has been brought to you by Bombas. Bombas is the world's most comfortable sock in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated to, uh, I believe, homeless shelters. So go to bombas.com slash locked to get 20% off your first purchase. And, you know, come right back. We will be talking about Anthony Alford. But a reminder that, again, this episode is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is is great. It's It helps you have that night out you're looking for, whether it be at the ballpark, at the arena, or at your favorite live venue to see your favorite acting concert. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Um, I use Vivid Seats to get my tickets when I was in Toronto for for the Blue Jays. They work great. And they offer an in-app loyalty program called Vivid Seats Rewards. So you actually get additional credits on purchases uh, made through their app. I, I don't know when I'll be able to use them again in Toronto. We will see. But Vivid Seats just helps fans find their seats very easily. You just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the rewards program and get to enjoy credits on all their purchases, which, of course, are backed by 100% guarantee. So remember, Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Use that promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. So get on that. Also... This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Again, BlueChew.com. That's blues and blue jays. They have the first chewable pill with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. So you know it's going to work when the opportunity arises. You take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever you need it. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet little package, so you don't have to visit the doctor. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. There's no awkwardness involved. And anytime you can get rid of the awkwardness, it's a benefit. Uh, Blue Chew is made in the USA, and it ships straight to your door. And because it's prepared that way, it's actually cheaper than going to the pharmacy. So right now, take advantage of a special deal. You visit BlueChew.com. You get their first shipment for free. When you use the special promo code MLB, you just got to pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I said I wanted to talk about someone in the outfield. I said I wanted to talk about Anthony Alford because a lot of people want to talk about Anthony Alford. And 
yeah, just wondering what the heck is up with Anthony Alford. Um, he has, he certainly made an impression uh, with that walk-off home run on Monday to end the game. His first career home run, by the way. Um, but he hasn't been getting near as much playing time as the likes of Derek Fisher or Billy McKinney or Teoscar Hernandez and or even Jonathan Davis, really. So questions have arisen as to where in the pecking order Anthony Alford falls. And for a guy who doesn't have options next season, it makes you wonder about the future of Alf- Anthony Alford with this franchise. And... Given that Alfred was here first and, you know, it's been that kind of speed option, that kind of kind of second coming of Dalton Pompey, he has a lot more cachet with the fans as opposed to Derek Fisher, who, you know, has just been repeatedly blowing any goodwill he can get by, like, you know, having balls squirt out of his glove or hit him in the face or, you know, strike him out repeatedly. So... It does make you wonder where Anthony Alford's going to be next year. Um, I actually think he has a better chance of sticking with the Blue Jays than Derek Fisher does. Because despite... Oh, I mean, the batting average, they're both bad. Um, Anthony, even with the home run, is batting 208. Derek Fisher, well sub 200 at this point. Don't think he's coming back from that. Um... Alfred did all right at AAA this year. He batted two fifty nine with uh, seven home runs, 37 RBIs, and 22 stolen bases. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing for Anthony Alfred if he's going to stick. Because if you map out the Blue Jays' outfield next year, you're going to have Lourdes Gurriel in left field. You're likely going to have Randall Gretschik in center field. And then... In my dreams, you have Nick Markakis in right field on a one-year deal and just avoid all this quad A merry-go-round. But if they choose not to bring in Nick Markakis, then that right field slot is open. And if you're trying to think of who has the edge for that, it uh, it's it's like picking your favorite rotten apple out of the barrel, but. It's probably Teosco Hernandez just because he offers the ability to play center field and has that power swing. So Teoscar can also play center. So um, if you put Hernandez out there, then for the fourth outfield slot, you're kind of battling between McKinney, Fisher, and Alford. McKinney has options, so he would probably be sent to Buffalo. So if you're battling between Alford and Fisher... Alfred's ability to play competent center field and his ability to come off the bench as a pinch runner more effectively than Derek Fisher might be what ultimately decides it in his favor for that fourth outfield slot because, you know, um, he he put it on display in that Baltimore series when he beat out that ground ball to third base. I have not seen anything from Derek Fisher that gives that indication. Also, Derek Fisher is a year older than Anthony Alford, and I know we're getting into ageism there, but it it does play into a fact. Also, Fisher's not really willing to use his speed. He's never stolen. Like, he actually set a high in stolen bases this year with five combined between Houston and Toronto. And 
even if you look at his minor stats, he's never been a big base stealer. He stole um, 28 in 2016 combined in Fresno and Corpus Christi, but it's steadily dropped 16 in 2017 with Fresno, um, 11 last year, 13 combined. Again, he's down to like uh, 13 total this year, so he's shown more reluctance to use that speed as opposed to Anthony Alford. So, ultimately, as much as the front office may not like to admit it, and you look at the way they're playing him, it's a bit, you know, kind of kind of leaning into that, kind of trying to give Derek Fisher every opportunity to prove himself. But I, I think Anthony Alford has the inside track for that fourth outfield slot over Fisher. And... You know, I mean, it's it's not a grand prize to win, but it's something that does keep Anthony at the major league level next year. And I think that's what Blue Jays fans want to see. So I, I just wanted to touch on that. And, and despite the lack of playing time for Alfred, I, I still think he has a better shot at making next year's team than Derek Fisher. So that will bring us to the end of this episode the first of an indeterminate number coming on Friday. We will have the Blue Jays Fan Friday episode a little later on. That question's already out on Twitter, so go to my Twitter account at A underscore J underscore Andrews to make your voice heard on that. The underscores are in the name because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you get podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode, especially when the schedule goes all wonky like this. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked On Jays. And yeah, we will be coming at you later today with a Fan Friday episode. Might have another one after the game. Again, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not babysitting my niece tonight, so that that will be something in in there to actually take away from any potential schedule blocks so until then for everyone at the locked on podcast network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com i'm aj andrews thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and y'all take care